If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet robe let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only anna kinkoses and beba hi and beba hi beba's like madonna and Cher. she is now yeah she's one one word Listen, I feel like we said that last episode too, or the, the he, last time we recorded. We did, but here's the thing. Now you're being reflected on R-H-O-M and it just says Beba, by the way. Oh, does it? I, I didn't, didn't even notice that. I didn't even see funny. my name. I think I just closed my eyes through it. Can we make sure that this episode doesn't get onto Miami, please? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I never thought... That we were just, I mean, I, I thought we were having a nice little talk. I didn't realize the entire thing was going to be about our podcast episode. And I kind of was sitting there and I'm like, did I just like cause all these, all this drama by this podcast? Sort of. Sort of. You know what? I don't think, fault. no, I don't think so. Because I'll tell you, first of all, they called me and asked me for your podcast. And I told them, fine, little did I know that I was handing them an arsenal of many episodes that they pieced together. And, you know, so that we could, I guess, prove their case. Um, but they got that after, you know, after we recorded, I just, after we filmed, I just think that these girls looked at it, you know, the ones who hadn't seen it looked at it again. And that's why they talked the way they did in, in their confessionals. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I never expected it either, though. So there well, you are. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I, I also think the when we first did this podcast with you, we had just started ours and we were like, you have a much bigger podcast. We were like, let's get on David Yontif's podcast and like talk our shit. But I feel like I thought at least, I don't know how you felt, mommy, that, you know, we could kind of say whatever we want. And like, yes, people would hear, but it wouldn't be like this. And now no, I'm like, exactly. Now exactly, I'm like yeah. backtracking. I'm like, uh oh, whoopsies. <laughs> That listen, that is absolutely true. We listen, when you come on behind the velvet robe, it is a real thing. It's a real thing. Ben. It's a and, real thing. And being on Real Housewives of Miami is a real thing. Also a real thing. A very much a real thing. So it is also a real thing. So I yeah. mean, where I guess where we I want to start is like I mean, you were on the show now, Baby, too. But like Anna, like where. I mean, you have returned here. It's come and it's gone. I mean, I know you're coming back a little bit later in the season, but like, how do you feel about all of this? Because we didn't really um, expect all of this. No, um, I'm, you know, honestly, I, I'm a little bit disappointed in some of the stuff that didn't make it on because I feel that the audience was let down. There was so much buildup and then I could, you know, it's not that I didn't deliver, I 
for whatever reason, they decided, you know, it's hard to know what Bravo con- deems too dark or too this or too fourth wall breaking or too whatever. I don't know. I, I've been in contact with the producers and told them, hey, why'd you leave this out? Why'd you do this? And, you know, they're when you sign away, you're, you know, you have to understand that they were going to put it together in the way they think that makes sense for will them. make the best show or that follows the right. So I'm disappointed that the viewers are disappointed, but I also think of the flip side of that. And it could have been so much worse mm-hmm. it, it because some of the stuff I will acknowledge is a little dark and, and it, it was, you know, it was very, very hard. And that's why, you know, some people who know me well noticed that I had been crying. You know, I had this kind of deer in the headlights face because I wanted to look alert and not like somebody that had spent the previous hour and a half crying. And it was because we discussed a lot of things even before. So by the time I left, I had already been in that room for over two hours. Never mind that I had been picked up an hour and a half before that and was driving around because Adriana was late. And... um and when it, when there was no, it made no sense at all. And there was nothing that I could contribute that would even be intelligible to anybody because of the screaming. I said, okay, I mean, I'm done here. I said what I said, what I came here to say and left, but nobody got to hear what I came there to say. Well, we're going to talk about what you came there to say and yeah. what wasn't aired. Cause I have a lot of questions too, but before we even get there, like, you know, the whole reason your name was even brought onto the show was because of Adriana. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and in relation to like Todd and Alexia's finances. So I guess, how do you feel about Adriana, like bringing your name onto the show? And like, what, like, what did you think you were going there that day to do? Like, did Adriana say like, let's go for a happy Mother's Day lunch? Like, where did you think you were headed? You know, That's do you remember question. the Kool-Aid commercials? I was going to break through the wall, like the big Kool-Aid thing, you know, splashing strawberry Kool-Aid everywhere, you know, with balance sheets in one hand and profit and losses on the other saying, hey, Todd, you're broke. It's like, really? Like, uh, come on. Who could think that I would do that? I didn't go A lot of people think you could do that. (laughs) I, but, but. But do they like, yeah, I don't know. Because I I think what everyone is thinking that's watching it is like, (laughs) then why were you there? Question mark, right. question mark, question right. mark. But but I don't know. I just feel like the the I don't know how somebody lives their lives, the amount of time, the things, the kind of work they've done. You look at that and you can't look at that in a vacuum. You've got to be like, with this person that has done all this stuff, do this. She would go there for her own purposes, right? I mean, my reasons for, for being there were a hundred percent selfish. So Adriana. Look, I understand they attack Adriana like nobody's business. And I believe the reason is because her and Marisol are both friends and they're both close friends because there was a time like when Marisol and I were friends in season three, friends of, I barely appeared and she was like a full-time housewife because she interjects herself and makes sure that she's in every scene. But now Adriana's doing that two and that's a thorn in her side so she thinks it's me or her so if they get rid of mm. adriana altogether she Marisol's has a better chance, a chance of being a housewife so i believe that that's the whole thing again i'm speculating but knowing them that sounds plausible 
Adriana feels very alone and and I I understand she, she I understand why she did it. She needed something and she wanted to scare people. I don't think even Adriana thought I was going to go there and talk about that. But I did she tell she, you when she no. invited you or whatever, whoever invited you, was she like you're a pawn in my scheme? No. What she told me was I want you to ride in with me in the car because they're going to freak out when they see you and I'm here for it. You know what I mean? That's what she wanted. And if that gave her thrill, by the way, I, I told her, I don't think they're going to freak out because I show up because all they'll do is ignore me or whatever. And, and by you. the way, that when I say they, I'm talking mostly about Marisol because Alexia, you know, it's, it, we're not best friends, We've but but we've never really had, there's never been anything super ugly, which is why I, regardless of what I know, I would not come after her gratuitously to make her look like, like she's destitute. And I mean, it's just, why would I do that? So you're not mad at Adriana at all, like as Baba says, for being a pawn in her scheme. Because you were, that's what she I know, did. I know, I know. Um, Yeah, I didn't like it, but. I, I don't think Adriana's a bad person. I, I really think that she's just a survivor and she's whatever. And 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 I honestly, we by the way, we did have conversations one time when something came out of, or oh, Lexi has to move out. And she's like, oh, why do you think that is? And uh, I said, well, they rent. And she goes, no, they own it. And it's like, no, they rent. And so the we had a conversation about that, you know, at some point. And she's like, you should see what she's doing. She's bringing like all these watches and all this stuff um, to see if, um, you know, to show off that Todd is giving like Adriana, you know, stay in your lane, focus on your stuff. You know, you don't know, first of all, who cares, but maybe they used to, we used to borrow jewelry all the time for the show. In fact, Marisol used to arrange it. Maybe the stuff is borrowed. Maybe it's who cares? Like it just literally who cares. That was what she wanted to talk about, but no, she knows very well that I'm not capable of walking in there and saying, here's a pie chart of only 18% of Todd's wealth comes from, you know, rental units or whatever. I mean, no, like also what's, never... what's wrong with um, renting, asking for a friend? Um, it, what's wrong it, with renting? I nothing. think, I mean, I, I there's think... nothing wrong with renting. The, the, the issue in is this economy. No, right. But. <laughs> <laughs> when you're spending forty or fifty thousand dollars a month on rent, which is what oh no, that's crazy. Then then you're you're throwing away a lot of money. And and then what he's doing, he's going on his social media and talking about why I rent versus this and that. And while look, there there is a famous guy in Miami named Grant Cardone who who was a, a billionaire, multi billionaire, and he believes in self because that's his business right and he but he owns stuff and what todd is saying he goes just with condos it's better to rent with homes it's better to own so then go buy a house you know what i mean the fact that he had 15 days to move there's something weird about that you know what i mean your landlord would give you more that he, that he didn't have a lease they were living month to month like, who knows? There is something there that doesn't make sense. Have you ever been kicked out of an apartment in 15 days? You know, were they were they paying in cash? I don't right. know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, again, 
I don't know a single person without a skeleton, you know, and whatever, uh, you know, this guy's skeletons are, you know, yes, I, I, could, I could find everything out. But, you know, you guys want to find out, go on uh, Glassdoor. That's a great place to find out about employers and what they do. Or you want to find out MiamiDate.gov, which apartment they sold, how much they sold it for. Like, these things are easy, you know, so... Were you, I mean, cause there was this scene, you know, like when you walked in and, you know, of course it's edited a certain way where, you know, where you were being nice to Lisa and Lisa was like, wait, what? She's being nice to me. And Lisa referred to, which was kind of funny. Yes. You're smiling. And Lisa was like, you know, she seems really nervous. Yeah. I'd be nervous. Like, were you nervous going in knowing that you were seeing? No, like, I mean, did you, I, I, I wasn't nervous. I do. It's so funny because babe and I talked about it on our podcast, Mommy Issues, which we need to promote. Uh, Go right ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, on, you know, uh, you'll, you're airing this on Monday. So last week's episode, we talked about how Beva found that scene. It was so, so cringy. cringy. It was so right? cringy. And I'm like, because it was I, awkward. And I told her, I'm like, you looked nervous because you were awkward. And I think her intent was to be like, right off the bat, I want to be like, whatever happened before I am rooting for you. Like, I think her intention, I know your yeah. intention was good, but it came off so weird. <laughs> it came off. It came, and, and then it and I like, told yeah, her, no, it's yeah. not cringy. And now I look at it and I go, it's so cringy. It's cringy. It was so cringy. And I, I really wasn't nervous, but it was cringy. The conversation was much longer than that. And the way that the whole scene ended was with Lisa walking me to the car and staying with me till, you know, she, I mean, yeah, she was very nice, but again, you know, you can even tell in her testimonial when she's like, "I'm here for it," or it's like, "I'm not here, yeah. for it, but I'm yeah. here for it." It's like, you well, can tell I think that she tends like... to be really honest for the most part, as opposed to you know, you know, Marisol that like can't she can't speak the truth ever. I think Lisa is just what's wrong with that. I don't, you know, I put a, a you know, I put I put a reminder on my phone to check on you. I mean that. Tells you crazy. that she doesn't have a, a, an agenda or is not playing a game. It's like face value. You tell me that I should check in on you. So I'm going to put an alarm on my phone again. It's just I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate. I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE.
We just had New Year's and so many of you made many resolutions of what you want to change in 2024. But one thing that I'm not changing thanks to one skin is my skin's biological age. What is your skin's biological age? It's basically how old your skin acts and looks. And that's different than the actual age. Do you know that one skin products are powered by a scientifically proven peptide called OS1 that targets the lines and wrinkles right where they start your cells? The OS1 peptide is the first of its kind to actually turn back the clock instead of just masking the signs of aging. I use OneSkin primarily around my face and my eyes because it reduces the lines and wrinkles. But OneSkin has products for everything. The body, they have sun products. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code VELVET at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code VELVET. After your purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you New Year Healthier Skin. That's one skin. Because this podcast was so heavily featured on RHOM, we don't need to rehash every little thing that was said. We've been there and done that. But do you feel bad for this whole thing they showed about like, you know, you don't take out, you eat in this whole thing yeah. that was said in regard yeah. to Lisa? It, I, was... I, it, it was ugly. Listen, guys, I say ugly things sometimes. This is why people <laughs> run from the room. My mother, my mother's big joke, and it's not a joke. She says, the day I bite my tongue, I'm going to poison myself. And in Spanish, it's very dramatic. El día que te muerdas la lengua, te vas a envenenar. Like, Whoa. you're going to die of, like, whatever, because I spew venom. You yeah, know? it's why I've when been in I therapy need, for so long. When I, when I need, not to you. Don't Okay. Be, okay. <laughs> tune into mommy issues listen I'm gonna steal this from your mother though I actually like that saying go on yeah so so look for me uh I'll tell you the hardest part I, I totally regret saying that about Lisa a when we talked about it the whole divorce thing wasn't happening like he hadn't left her for another woman and i think i was saying it in the context of what his family sees her like but that's not an excuse because i was agreeing with them and so i don't mean that you know this is this these relationships with with these women who i had a relationship with before then spent a lot of time away it's like like this it's what if they hear last that i said depends on whether they hate me or they like me so i don't know where we are yeah. regardless of where we are i totally regret that and the scene was very cringy and <laughs> it wasn't that cringy it was it was cringe but it wasn't like oh my god do you think and like, Pebas, I mean... like you stuck out like such a thor sore thumb because you did in a in a good way I just know I thought that was like, and, you know, I thought it was, of course, it's editing, but, you know, should we all be afraid of you, Anna? I mean, Larsa asked this question. Should she run out and, you know. Am I violent? Right. Are you violent? That is what um, Larsa asked. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. I think I've known them longer than the other people. I know Alexia longer than the others. I'm a person that pays attention. I am a person that that people come to seeking advice sometimes because I'm a lawyer, because I'm whatever. And so there's a lot of stuff that has been shared with me through them directly, through people around them, and things that I've witnessed myself. Do I have occasion to use those things now? To what end? Like, to what end? I don't have any 
particular issue with Alexia, you know, we have a podcast. Like we said, we will mock some things. It is hard not to laugh at some of the Alexia-isms. It's hard. But just like Teresa, they're both kind of funny and 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 kind of caricatures of themselves. So yeah, we, it's why we they do so well on the show. It's why that's they what are makes housewives. you iconic, by the way, when you're like doing that, and you'd interrupt people and you talk louder than everybody and you talk with your hands. I mean, that makes the Latin quintessential Latina housewife. That's what people want to see. People don't watch housewives to look at the women and go, I admire her so much. They are watching us, even when they've watched me to laugh at us. To mock yeah, us, totally. To say how ridiculous these women are, I am aware, and I believe they are aware, and I believe that they're okay with it. If the paycheck kind of is, you know, reflects the amount of dignity they are um, giving people, are they getting that in return? And do I think that's wrong? No, I don't think it's wrong. It's not right for me. I have way too many hangups, you know. I have too many hangups of what people think about me of leaving a legacy of what Lola will think about one day when I'm dead and looks back at my body of work, let's say. Mm -hmm. Am I proud of my grandmother? Is my grandmother cool? Will she be talking to her friends? Oh, you never met my grandmother, but she did this and this and this. I want that. Mm -hmm. I want my kids to think my mother was whatever, a, a badass or didn't give up or worked hard or all those things. So people so, are going to ask Lola, how did your grandma die? She, there, she's going to say she bit her tongue. <laughs> she questioned herself. <laughs> she or I, gonna, anyway, so, so yeah, I was so, going to make so, a joke. They were going to uh, ask where Marisol uh, was when you died, but I thought that was yeah, funny. where she was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now <laughs> I'm being the shady one. Yeah. Well, no, but I was going to ask to that point, like you have known, you know, Alexia forever. You've known these women forever. So I guess, were you shocked then when you showed up and you heard that like Alexia and Marisol were not there and, you know, you were, they were explained to you that this was the reaction. Yeah, it was shocking. It was, that was shocking. When we were in the car, we had to drive around a lot. So a car picked me up at my house first, much earlier way too early. In fact, they canceled the car twice because Adriana was running late. Adriana will miss her own wedding, will miss her own funeral. She'll miss planes. I've seen it all. So she was late. And so I was in the car. I was doing work. I was talking to the driver, whatever. She finally gets there. When she gets there, they start driving us around. We pass by the drive-through of this Mr. C's and, and, and the funniest thing is that everybody knew that I was going like, in other words, you know, certain people were told and they kept it to themselves, which is kind of crazy. So it was a total surprise for Alexia and Marisol. Some people knew. Like, I know for Who sure knew? some people knew. I, Julia knew and I know Gertie knew because um, because I I think Marisol, uh, not Marisol, um, Nicole. Somebody, to like, somebody told her. She knew that I was going to be there. She could not have predicted that this would happen, just like uh, like Nicole couldn't have predicted this happened. Nicole and I have a friendship separate from this because, and this is complete transparency, her husband, um, I was his client, but I became his client through like friends. In other words, so we developed a friendly relationship Um you know, Cuban lawyer in Miami. I I really like Anthony a lot. Have a lot of admiration for him. I've been to his office many times. I so I remember sitting in his office and him telling about me about Nicole. He had been there with her for a while, 
He's like, you know, my girlfriend, she's an anesthesiologist. She's a doctor. She's so smart. She's whatever. It was just nice. And then when this happened, he called me and told me, what do you, you know, can you talk to Nicole? Like, I want to make sure that she knows what she's getting into and whatever. And I honestly, for me, Nicole is like, like the total package. And I really love total package women. In other words, you know, somebody that's smart and pretty and accomplished and all those things. And, and so for me to be asked to kind of almost mentor somebody like that, why not? And I wasn't going to tell her, do this, do that. It's not, I'm not like a, I'm a veteran housewife, but I'm not a multiple year, you know, housewife. I know what I know. And, and so we've had lunch, we've had long lunches. We've talked about a lot of things, but in those times that we spoke, we never ever once talked about Alexia and I did tell her, be careful with Marisol. I did. I'll admit to saying that because because Marisol, again, lies a lot and will do whatever. Her default is lie. Lie first, you know? And and whatever, you know, if you watch her closely in, in some scenes, you know, you see something in her eyes. It's just, I, I really honestly believe that she's a very bad human being. But I don't feel that way about Alexia. And I don't feel that way about anybody else there, which is why when Alexia said, you've talked badly about every single person here. Well, first of all, I haven't talked about any of those people ever. I've never said anything about Larsa or Nicole or Ger like none of the new girls. I don't know them. I've never said anything bad about Adriana either. Even when I have reason to be mad at Adriana, I just feel like Adriana is kind of like aloof and kind of a, a little bit all over the place, but not malicious or vindictive or anything like that. And so I guess it's where your heart is that makes me whatever. Plus, I made it very clear. You know, I did say I didn't, I don't know anything about his interest rates or anything like that. I don't know where that's coming from. Um, and that's it. Maybe she's mad at me. And that's how but, you know Nicole because you know Anthony because you were Anthony. Client, and, and then he, so and he like he, asked you to mentor Nicole because she's right, he told me like, you know, talk to her. Not like she won't let you finish a sentence, David. Just know that. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> he told me that. Um, you know, whenever I had a chance to like talk to her and whatever, and it was when she was going to the reunion, right before the reunion, when and she had admitted that on the show, she told yeah, Andy she that it. I had, yeah. <laughs> but it and wasn't there's... out of like, hey, I know I don't know her, but I like her, and she's a smart one, so I'm going to call her so that she can hurt people. Why? Doesn't being a king or a queen seem so enticing? It sure does to me. But you know what? More often than not, it comes at the expense of everything else. Freedom, privacy, sometimes even your head. The creators of Wondery's Even the Rich are bringing you a brand new podcast called Even the Royals, where hosts Brooke and Arisha pull back the curtain on royal families, past and present from all over the world to show you, well, the darker side of what it means to be royalty. They cover it all. Like, for example, Marie Antoinette. Do you realize that so much we know about her is wrong? After she became queen at just 19 years old, she ended up in a battle with the French press that started a series of impossible-to-believe events. It's history's greatest smear campaign. Worse than any of the housewives that we talk about here. And what about King George IV and Caroline of Brunswick? That's literally the worst royal marriage of all time. There's a story that involves catfishing, fake pregnancy, Follow Even the Royals on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge Even the Royals ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Right. You know what I mean? Why? Was there any other advice you gave, Nicole, other than beware of Marisol? Uh, 
have fun. I'm not really like I told her to make sure she's going to parlay it into something else, you know, um, that she checks a lot of boxes, you know, she's beautiful. She can do makeup. She can do skincare. She can do hair. She can do fitness. She can do babies. She can do home. She can do, she is the total package and a brand's dream. So yeah. you need to stay, you know, cause she's like, I don't know if I should do another season. I don't know if whatever, like stay long enough to make that happen. And let me tell you, People love Nicole. I I've love always Nicole. said that the problem with this show is that there aren't enough intelligent women. You know, there's a lot of nonsense and a lot of screaming. And I think we're getting tired of that. And so when you have yes. somebody like that living her life and not and, and also not show offy, you know, her husband doesn't show up anywhere with watches. We've already seen two watch, you know, bestowments on Alexia. It's like, why? Why? Quiet. Wealth is quiet, you know? Well, I'm glad you guys love her. I don't know. You know, she says she doesn't have 45 minutes to sit and listen to the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly I believe, how I, believe I feel. That, well, I know. I, and I believe that that's true because, you know, I'm <laughs> friends with her and she doesn't even listen to my part. Like one time, yeah, she doesn't even listen. I don't believe she does. She works. She has a little kid. She's building a house. And I honestly right. don't think she's that interested. She really isn't. I That's always how... say, I, I I would be the same way if I were a housewife. I'd be like, I've already earned a check. It's already cleared. Yeah. Press, what? I don't want to do any of this. And honestly, you know, she's having another baby. Do you really think, like, even the fact that heading up to the reunion now, which I think they're filming in in a couple of weeks, to be seven months pregnant during a reunion, that that that's not, oof, that's not good. I hope well, they give her pee breaks. Yeah. I will forgive her for not listening to the podcast. Um, yes, just please try to forgive her. She's she's a good one. Because of you and Beba loving her, I will try. What about, you know, do you think then she's being like unfairly blamed? You know, Alexio screaming, you set yes. me up, you set me up. Yes. Yes. And I think that even if Adriana came back and said, it was me, it was whatever, they'll still tell her like, yeah, but you know what you knew because they are looking for a reason to hate her because yeah, they hate her I for other reasons. So they need they need an excuse to pin it on because they want her life, you know, and are jealous of her. That's yeah. I mean, that is the consensus on social media, on blogs, on com. And I I do read. You know, there's a lot of people. I don't read. I don't watch. I read. I watch. I yes, especially right now. I'm. All the mean stuff and and all the good stuff, but the majority of the vitriol is towards Alexia. People and love Nicole. They love her, and what? There's the consensus that what the other girls are jealous because what? She's young, she's gorgeous, beautiful, she's filthy, filthy, filthy rich. Yeah, and she, and she's smart, house. and she's a doctor, and she's her own, you know, and she's probably bought some of her own cars and properties in her life. In fact, I know that she had rental properties that she had before she met Anthony. She's so no dummy. Do you think, I mean, well, do you, it's not your fault, but do you feel any guilt? And how do you feel about now? Like, it seems like the group is now holding her, like she's being ostracized, right? Like I feel, I feel season. bad. <laughs> I feel she's bad not being invited her. to something, right? Yeah. She has plenty to do. I don't think she missed out much of not going to some, party but I don't I honestly don't I mean I'm sure she's upset about it because it's an unjust thing it's not right because she didn't know 
she couldn't have known if I didn't know, how could she have known? If I didn't know that there would be that kind of reaction, how could she have possibly known? We we when I've sat and talked to her, we've talked about her, her plans, her future. You know, I knew she was trying for a baby way before this whole baby with, you know, and I've never discussed that because it was just me and her. And, you know, what do you want to do with this? How do you want to parlay this? You know, how much can you handle? Who's going to try to attack you? You know, and and yes, a lot of my predictions have been 100% accurate because there are people that are such real, you know, they're just easy to predict their behavior. And Marisol and Alexia's behavior is super easy to predict. In fact, all of them, really. Now, you know, except for Gertie, who's a champ, I think everybody else there is very predictable what they're going to do, which sometimes makes for boring television, you know, when they're not unpredictable. Like Kiki's funny as hell. I think she's unpredictable. I didn't used to like her. And now I'm like, she's funny, you know? So why we talked about, like, you showed up, they were shocked, you were shocked that they were like, what, like, I guess it goes back to why, and then we'll get into what we didn't see, but like, why did they have this reaction? Is it like, why is it? Why did they react this way to your presence? That was my question to her too. I was like, what do you know? Again, it's what I'm telling you. I, I don't think it's hard to find stuff on them. The fact that I've known them for so long, I, I, but what I don't understand is no matter if they think I'm the devil, I'm this, I'm that. They know me well enough to know like I've been on this planet long enough to know that I would not walk in there and say all these things out of left field. (laughs) I wouldn't. I went there. You know, one of the things for me, and I I, I do want to address this, is that's been the hardest is, you know, when we've seen the videos of of your uh, podcast and then them showing Beva over and over again, just saying mean things. And it looks like it's gratuitous. And that, that for me has been, you know, what's been the hardest part of that. That's been the hardest part because. Yeah. yeah. As if I'm just like, I would be talking shit about people for nothing, which we talk. It's, it's annoying because obviously we talked about this on, but not like this on the actual episode, but they cut it to be like, look at what this girl said and look at what, the mom said and whatever, but it's like, I've said it on our podcast. I'll say it here again, but like Marisol said something horrible about my sister and it's like saying something to me. And so I don't feel bad for what I said. And I don't talk shit about everybody like that. I've literally only said that about Marisol. And to be fair, also on our podcast, whenever we were talking about Marisol or Alexia before Marisol had said this heinous thing about my sister, I was defending Marisol and defending Alexia because I actually was like, they're fine, whatever. Like, it's not a big yeah. deal. It was like, I know that my mom and Alexia and Marisol had had this like big falling out, but it wasn't big enough to me. And it, and it didn't like, it didn't like rattle my mom enough for me to be like, yeah, fuck them. Like who we should like tear them down. It was just like, yeah, I get it. You're not friends with them anymore, but also like, Alexia is kind of funny and Marisol is kind of funny and who cares, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Beba it is just not... took a turn yeah. when, she, when she, she crossed a line for me, you know? So I said what I said and I stand by it because of, it was a reaction to something that had been said about my sister, which is saying something about me. And, and, um, she never said she wanted her dead. I never once said anything about death. Um, 
I yeah. agree. She looks like a rotting corpse. I do. Um, and I stand by that too. But the one thing that Beva isn't, Beva is not my minion. If anybody that listens to mommy issues will know when uh, I, that's an insult. If you think I'm her minion, because it, I've right. done so and much to not. individuate from this woman. <laughs> right. I and love my she, mom, but I am a very different person from my mom. Yeah. And she will call me out and she will, you know, she didn't have anything against Marisol. She doesn't take on my fights. When I came back from the reunion, when I did that with Leah, she was like, but why did you do that? You're not, you know what I'm saying? She can be super objective, which I wish she wasn't because she's my daughter and I think she should be on my side all the time. But, you know, I raised an independent thinker. And so I will be the fallout of that too. So she calls me out. So the fact that people think that I put her up to it or that she yeah. has that in her heart for people and that she's just like, oh, you can go suck it. You know, it's it's not great. I have, my daughters are college educated, super accomplished, super respected in their fields. They're, no, they are all those things. So imagine for me as a mom to 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 see how something is just taken, but but the truth be told, she had a right to say what she said. It was mild for what was said. Uh, I think it was a mild insult considering the gravity of what was said. And, and she stands by it and I stand by her. And just so everyone doesn't say the obvious to me, does anyone want to state what Marisol said to your sister? So, I mean, I know you're all sitting at your computers, you're sitting at your phones, you're sitting at your cars, and you're screaming into the device that exact question. I mean, what did Marisol say? So look, that is the question, right? And guess what? Part two of this episode with Anna and Beba drops tomorrow. So I know, I know you want the answer right now, but listen, tomorrow's only 24 hours away, right? Kind of, or maybe it's only an hour. Maybe you're listening to this at the end of the day, but thank you for listening to part one of our chat with the one, the only Anna Kinkoses and Beba and stay tuned because part two, we're about to get into it. Part two drops tomorrow. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.